0: This is the Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Glad you're with us. Great big show for you this weekend. A little later on in the hour, our special guest is the winner of Canada's drag race, Priyanka Broke Barriers, becoming the first person of Indo-Caribbean descent to win in the franchise's global history. We're going to find out what life has been like for the drag superstar who's been announced to host the virtual pride parade here in Toronto later this month. And part of what life's been like includes for her a new single called Cake. We're going to have that for you later on this hour. Monday this week, you may have heard me on the Daily Edition with Matt Gurney here on SiriusX. Canada Talks Channel 167 talking about a dreaded practice called conversion therapy. A new study called Sex Now saw 9000 respondents and a shocking 10% of them stated they had received some conversion therapy. That's the debunked pseudoscientific idea that one's sexual orientation or gender identity can be altered by medical experts or through religious spiritual practices. Pray the gay away, it's often been called. It's actually also been called torture compared to child abuse and a bill in Canada is waiting to be passed, putting a ban on conversion therapy, advertising it, profiting from it and taking a child out of Canada to have it done. And good, because if you do the math of this survey, you get the possibility of 50,000 people here in Canada who've experienced conversion therapy linked to high rates of suicide, depression, anxiety, drug and alcohol abuse. Right after my segment with Matt, brand new stats were released from the sex now survey they're going to shock you and we'll go over them in a few minutes here on the sean Prue show if you missed my time with matt you can hear it or any of your other favorite canada talk shows including this one on demand on the sirius xm app but first you know this song don't you you know this one. the magic lead vocals of simone denny from love inc and the lovely songstress and i have been friends for many years now we want to invite you to stop what you're doing every wednesday at 3 p.m et and join us on instagram for our brand new show the take simone joins us now hey superstar
1: hey darling how are you
0: i'm very good how are you
1: i'm good i'm good thanks for having me
0: so this began an idea um, that we had with actually Allison Dore from yes. SiriusXM we are all That's sitting right. around and we can credit the phenomenon known as what's it called pheromone Pharam- oh, <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't want to go here but this I'm is how like, this I'm is like, how the idea started It's too <laughs> early in the morning
1: Bidrum, Yes Shen Vabbing. Let's all leave it at that. Vabbing. We'll leave it at that. Well, Well, I I won't make you
0: go into vabbing. It's the the idea that um, the pheromones from down there are attractive. And um, so they're being packaged. um, Yes. Well, no,
1: you're just going au naturel.
0: Oh, dear. See, Uh, (laughs) I made you go there. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, yes John we went there. <laughs> and Allison <that's> <laughs>
0: Simone and I were sitting around talking about it and for some reason filming it. And we were like, this is the conversation was actually quite funny. This is actually really good. And we decided to do a try project together. I think it was going to be a podcast. Yes. And then Allison was like way too busy, which she is. She's managing a record label. She does the breakdown every um, yeah. afternoon on SiriusXM Canada talks. Um, so you and I decided to move it to Instagram and we're so pleased with the, the response that we're getting so far.
1: We are. We are. I love it. I love it. Um, I think for me, when I really thought about doing something like this and immediately I thought of you because I was like, and when we got together, we've always clicked. And I think that's what's great about, um, our friendship is that we, we, we've even found out at at times that we don't always agree on the same thing. Right. But I think what's important as an example is that you don't have to always agree, but it's important to have the conversation. Yes. I think that's what I've always felt with all of my friends. It's like, we may not agree on the same things, but let's talk about it because we'll walk away learning something new.
0: I think what's working too is um, there's an amount of built-in respect um, from years of yes. knowing each other and being friends. Yes. And so it's never going to um, disintegrate into some sort of like all out never um, catfight like you see no, sometimes no, um, never. with people and I, sorry go ahead no you go ahead
1: okay what I was saying but I think that's an important thing for people to see and understand because we're living in a really crazy time right now um, there's a lot of sadness in the world mm-hmm. uh, with what's happening around us politically health-wise socially you know there's so many issues and I, I constantly hear people going to battle on the issues. And I'm like, listen, we don't have to agree. We just have to be able to hear each other and understand.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good example of a different way to do things yes. um, rather than this kind of... It's almost for our entertainment value, I find, the other way. Um, sometimes because we, we're in uh, the age of social media, the age of instant news, the age where everyone's a, a, a cinematographer. Um, and so there's there's a dialed up sort of f- frequency to debate now um, that I don't necessarily think is is needed. And it's a bad example in these hot times of yeah. how to um, deal with conflict, deal with disagreement, deal with differing opinions.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, so, and the other thing I find too is that um, people are starved for some um, something good in terms of news. And we've been sharing, you know, yes. wherever our soft spot was that week, whatever we found. Yeah. I know, um, for yeah. example, we both really loved the raising of the pride flag by the yeah. Catholic school lovely. board. Yes. Historic. Yes. Um, and, you yes. see that in people's reaction. They just love um, the good stuff. And yes. I think yes. that that's one of the things that we're leaning into as yes. well. It's not the, it's, we've only said Donald Trump's name once. <laughs>
1: no, no, it's Voldemort. <laughs> he,
0: <laughs> he who shall who not, shall be, not named. be named. <laughs> yes, Voldemort. And so we've had some cool guests on as yeah, well. And we've got a lineup yeah. coming up. Yes. Of some really great people. Uh, we kicked it off with Fashion Santa.
1: Yay! Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't love Fashion Santa?
0: Seriously. Christmas came early. Yeah. Um, he's a joy. And then last week we had, uh, because it was the top of Pride Month, we had um, Jay Rodriguez Rodriguez come on, um, who was one of the original cast members of Queer Eye. And you know these guys because you are the voice of the theme song of Queer Eye, great guy.
1: Which I don't think a lot of Canadians know, funny enough. They do now. They do do now. That was me. All things just keep getting better. There we go
0: keep singing i was drinking a big glass of water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually i've been on the water thing too so i i i hear you.
0: Um so tell us about um jay because you you shot the video in um in new york with these guys. Um, we
1: did. We did. Um i was a voice uh, for a group called Wildlife. Uh they are canadian producers and uh we were lucky enough to well do you want the entire story of how that came to be? Or? Sure. Okay. Well, I had had a track with with uh, the same producers that went boom in the U.S. Uh, called I Don't Want You. That was huge on um, the underground scene, on the gay scene, um, and it went number one on KTU, whatnot. So I was touring a lot on that. And then um, because of the success of that, the producers of the show were had kind of put a call out to many uh, label saying, hey, we're looking for a theme song. And we were really shocked to hear just how many people, how many major producers had tossed their hat in the ring to to get this. To be there. You know, yeah. To be, yeah, to be there. Because I don't think anybody really understood the, the grandeur of what was about to take place, you know, how big this was going to be. And so I, I remember it was snowing. I drove out to uh, West End of Toronto, uh, sang on it. You know, a few months later, they invited us to come down to the pier to um, perform it live. And still at that point, really, we, we we found out we got it. It was great. Still didn't click until I performed live and I saw the audience reaction. And it was like, wow, this is this is something. And it just went shooting the video. As Jay said, we, it was the only video in history that shut down the Brooklyn Bridge. It was a massive production, like huge. So it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was really something.
0: Jay shared with us um, a really great audition story from his time there, and it was not about his audition. We have a clip; have a listen. What did Carson say to you that that resonated? You say, yeah. So you. I think
2: it was just his actions. I mean, you know, we look at queer eyes outside in, and you would think we were accepted everywhere we went. We weren't. Um, mm. We certainly had our fair share of like a bouncer calling him, you know, a derogatory f word. Um, <laughs> And all these different things, which I think there were a lot of moments that, even though we were like on top of the world, that were really just like chop you off at the knees to remind you of the state of the world at large. And while we yeah. were pretty much accepted in the bubble we floated in, yeah. uh, there were a lot of record scratching uh, reminders that not everyone is so accepting or celebratory about our uh, us. And I think him never shying away from owning in every space his authenticity as opposed to coding and maybe butching it up because whatever never really did any of those things he just remained true and in my career I found the people around me who were unapologetically themselves have the longest careers because people people want authenticity and I guess that would be you know, I guess that would be what, what I saw represented in Carson. And I think that's why, you know, he's had this, this incredible
0: career. Well, that's Can also full circle to yeah. what we're talking about pride. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Let yeah. me, let me add to that. As you spoke of Carson, I remember when we were shooting the video in, in Manhattan uh, and we were all kind of had some moments to just sit down and chat and whatever. Yeah. And I asked him about how he got the audition and all of that. And he, One thing people always ask me like what were they what were they like? What was it like hanging with them? I said, what you see is what you get. They are exactly authentically themselves. And Carson gave me the story of him getting that audition. He he said
2: Mm. Did he tell you what he said when on his way out?
1: Louis Vuitton with his Louis Vuitton suitcase. And he walked in and he saw the audition and people and he said, you can all go home. I got this.
2: Yep, and it he said like, yeah. he said something to the effect of like I don't know why you're still here. They already offered me the job. Like he basically exactly. was so he confident. Said, he yeah. said
1: confidence booming, and I I think that was I the love one that really, really fell in love with him was yeah. when he when he said that, and and he has remained truly that person, and he doesn't do it. It's not in this. You know, he, it, I
2: it, physically, I've seen him give the, someone liked his shirt. We were in Fire Island, too, but I've never been to Fire Island. The summer before moving to LA, he was like, I'm renting a house. We're going to go. And I was like, okay, daddy, Warbucks, yes, give me the house. Yeah. So went to Fire Island, which is like a, a a gay beach town. And we had this house and we were on a dance floor in the afternoon, like a tea or something. And um, and some guy was like, oh my God, I love your shirt. And he's like, do you? It's like, and they started trying, he's like, oh my God, you should have it. This should be yours. Yeah. I was like, wow. he literally gave the gave shirt off the shirt your, off your he's back. The most generous, like <laughs> yeah. he's a very connector. Like he's like, oh my god, yes. Simone, you need to know this person. You need to book her. Yes. So like he's yes. very that guy, very generous yes. with his time, and and uh, you know, it's it's not I think what people would think because he's such a big personality, but but yes. he really just leads from the heart.
0: I loved Jay. And we also talked to him about um, his experience, why, why pride is important, um, why uh, it's important for people to come out. And he said so many moving things that were so true. Yeah. And, and um, yeah. again, with people's response, uh, they really, really loved what he had to say. You can hear past episodes, see past episodes on Simone's Instagram at Simone yeah. Denny Music yes. uh, or on mine at Sean Media Inc. Um, and you can join us every Wednesday live uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern and we that's want right. you coming on and sharing your take too we've had yes. some great um, people come on um, with their, their opinions I remember DJ Eclipse came on when we are talking right. about Black Lives Matters. he had some profound things to say yes. so it's about Simone's ideas my ideas and your ideas yeah, as that's well. why it's called
1: The Take our, it's our take it's your take on things and we all need to be respectful but we want to hear what you got to say everybody's opinions matter
0: back to um queer eye for a minute did a little yeah. bit tell me that we might have carson kressley coming on
1: we do <laughs> <laughs> uh, just yes yes we do carson will be your appearance on the take
0: you're a good guest whisperer
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love that you know what um just to digress they are really great guys Um, And as I said, in our live, just was a really much a great honor to be part of the project and for it to to do its historic now, you know, and to see the effect that that show has had on people and the new version of it continues that legacy of it. And I'm just really, really happy every time I hear the track, it makes me smile because of all the beautiful response and the, the ripple effect that it's had.
0: Yes, and you see the the new um, version, which is um, proof positive that there is substance like that in the first and yeah. the longevity of, of their careers. Carson Kressley is a great example, shows that um, that show had that magic quality that you can't um, necessarily find. It has to sort of just come together magically. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So the magic also happens again at 3 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday on Instagram. Simone Yay. Denny, I'm going to let you go. All right. I love you very much. Love you too. See you tomorrow. All right. Sounds great.
1: All right. Sweetheart. Talk soon. Cheers. Bye guys. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: On the way, the shocking new stats about the shocking practice of conversion therapy and special guest Canada's Drag Race winner Priyanka is on the way. you have got the Sean Prue show here on SiriusXM Canada Talks Channel 167. The Sean Prue Show. On Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Welcome back to the Sean Show on SiriusXM XM Canada Talks Channel 167. In just a few minutes, we've got Priyanka, who won Canada's Drag Race, coming on to join us. You're not going to want to miss this catch-up. But first, new data is out from the Sex Now survey I told you about regarding conversion therapy, the debunked pseudoscientific idea that one's sexual orientation or gender identity can be altered either by medical experts or through religious or spiritual practices. Pray the gay away, it's often called. Here to help us glean the importance of this information, a shocking one, in 10 gay, bi trans, and queer men and two-spirit and nine non-binary people have experienced this harmful practice that can lead to suicide, depression, anxiety, alcohol and drug addiction is Travis Salway, Assistant Professor Simon University, Simon Fraser University, Faculty of Health Sciences. welcome to the show, Mr. Thanks for having me, Sean. So tell us about the Sex Now um, survey briefly. We've talked about it before on the show, but just give our listeners a a taste of what um, the survey is all about.
3: Yeah, this is a really important source of data Uh, in Canada. It's the largest and longest running survey of gay, bisexual, trans, queer men and two-spirit and non-binary people in Canada. Um, It's run by the Community-Based Research Center, which is a national nonprofit organization. And we've been running the survey um, every couple of years, going on 20 years now. And why is the survey important? So uh, the survey is um, a broad tool that allows us to keep track of what health and social issues are affecting um, gay, bi, queer, trans, two-spirit people. And uh, and, and, uh, as you noted in the 2019 edition of the survey where we sampled over 9,000 people, we asked a set of questions to specifically understand how many people are affected by so-called conversion therapy practices and why that question so um it, until recently there were just a few survivors of conversion therapy in canada who were really um, speaking out um, but in the last few years we've noticed um, a real Groundswell among the community of survivors. They're um, doing really heroic work, uh, talking about the pain of their experiences and the importance of stopping ongoing conversion therapy practices. Um, And finally, in 2019, the federal government heard to them. And um, in in the fall of 2019, the prime minister uh, mandated that um, uh, Minister Lamedi start to develop a bill to ban conversion therapy. And so we thought we saw this coming. Uh, And we wanted to make sure that the government had data from community that spoke about our experiences.
0: So this is is to make Bill C6 as yes. solid as possible, because That's the whole right. thing of, of conversion therapy is it's kind of like whack-a-mole. You have um, families yes. that practice it inside their homes. You have churches that practice it inside the church. You have um, whack-a-doodles who are claiming to be medical experts who claim to be able to do this um, as well. They're getting really tricky with their language. They're getting really smart with it. They're not using the words conversion therapy, but when you get there... Um, they're using all of the therapy practices on you. And so this bill really has to, um, put a cast a wide net, I guess, and make sure that people aren't advertising, profiting from, um, making sure people aren't taking their kids outside of Canada, making sure that the whole practice is banned. Um, so this information is crucial in making that happen. Am I right?
3: That's absolutely right. It is a very difficult set of practices to draw a line around. Um, And and one of the things that we have tried to state to the government and to other um, religious healthcare leaders, political leaders who are interested in stopping these practices is that the defining feature is not so much conversion, that's a a misnomer, Um, as you say, uh, the, com- these practitioners today are more often um, describing their, their practices as something else entirely, um, mm-hmm. but they all share one common trait, which is that they start with a premise that certain sexual orientations and gender identities are unwanted or disfavored, uh, specifically LGBTQ2 identities.
0: I'm shocked by the numbers that have come out like you um, talked about this I talked about this one in 10 um, reporting this kind of conversion therapy that means if you do the math out um, that uh, there are probably 50,000 people walking around Canada right now. Um, who've undergone this and you can't um, do enough to highlight the long term damage um, that this therapy, these therapies um, do to somebody. You're, you're trying to change the very essence of who they are. And uh, we've had a couple of survivors on the show before. Um, who've left their families and who went through the therapy and while they've come a long way in terms of, um, feeling better about themselves, it's, it was heartbreaking to hear the the struggle that they've gone through trying to reconcile who they are with what they've been taught already. Um, what stands out so much about this, um, uh, set of results from sex now to you?
3: yeah um a few things first i i um i agree the the statistics are staggering they they were even they those of us working on the research those i mean i've 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 spoken to to dozens of survivors and still the statistic hits me hard. And, and part of why we're doing the research is in addition to motivating the federal government to keep moving forward on prevention efforts, um, we want survivors who have not been able to share their experience or who have uh, still feel uh, some shame or doubt or uncertainty, we want them to, to feel like they they're seen, that their experiences are real. Um, and, and, um, and we want them to feel like um, the harm that was caused to them, um, if they experienced harm is is unjust. In terms of the, the things that stood out to us, uh, two, two things I'll highlight. One is that um, you commented on religious and faith-based settings. And that was in fact, the predominant setting where people experienced conversion therapy, about two thirds. Yeah. 67%. 67%. And then, but we did also hear a fair number of respondents, uh, 30% of those who had experienced conversion therapy um, had experienced this in a licensed healthcare setting. And that's really important, particularly for trans uh, individuals who are um, seeking gender-affirming medical care uh, to affirm their gender mm-hmm. identity—that seems to be um, a place in the in the healthcare system where LGBTQ2 people, uh, trans people in particular, are still likely to bump up against conversion therapy practices. And they will look a little bit different in the healthcare system, but um, nonetheless share the same goal, which is to deny someone's self-determined gender identity. That's probably why we saw um, so ten, that 10% statistic goes up to 20 percent in the case of trans and non-binary respondents to the survey.
0: These are sad numbers we we talked about 67% um, who experienced conversion therapy did so in religious faith-based settings, 20% um, therapy in licensed healthcare provider offices, which is sickening, Um, 72% started conversion therapy before age 20 when you don't necessarily even have the tools um, or know who you are uh, at the best of times. Um, This is going on for them. Um, Sometimes it goes on for well over a year. 24% 24% attended for at least one year and if if this bill that's coming out um, soon we hope bans conversion therapy it's a good first step to preventing um, more of it happening it sends a message that conversion therapy is harmful to um, LGBTQ2 plus people but When I think about um, talking to some survivors, as I mentioned I have, I remember one gentleman um, who experienced it um, in the home under the um, religious faith-based sort of idea. And he said, you know, my parents... Um, you can put a law in place, but my parents were above the law and a lot of religious people think because th- their religion and their faith and their belief comes first, um, that th- they're above the law, so to speak. Um, and will continue this practice anyway. Well, what can be done uh, when, it's, when it's sort of um, hidden behind the, the, the door of someone's home?
3: Yeah, I I, I think uh, I'm glad you raised that. We we talk about um, th- those of us in in the movement to stop conversion therapy. Researchers uh, a four pronged approach. So. Legislative bans are just one component of that. But to get at what this uh, gentleman is talking about, we also need educational efforts. So we need um, we need broad efforts to reach out um, to youth and their parents and caregivers um, consistently and assertively letting them know that LGBTQ2 identities are valid. And, and I think some of us, depending on where you live in Canada, you might think, well, that message has been well received. Um, but in fact, it's very uneven who gets those messages that they're, that they're identity identities are, uh, wanted and, and, and that they're healthy and, and, ha- and can be compatible with a happy life. So how
0: do you get a message like that into a Catholic family? Um, that in this case the example I keep coming back to, um, how do you get that message into, into that family?
3: So that. Gets into our kind of our the third prong of our approach, which is um actually working with leaders of institutions. So as, as you noted, the two kind of large institutions that that show up when we talk about conversion therapy practices are Christian churches, not only Christian, but but predominantly Christian and healthcare settings. So we need leaders to say, we are going to um, reach out to other Christian leaders and in, in, in your example, Catholic leaders, and let them know there is a way for you to open up and create a space that's affirming for LGBTQ2 members of your faith. Um, and there are models for this across North America. Um, they're not easy, but, um, we need Christian leaders to take, to take that up, right? They people, Christian leaders who can talk to other Christian leaders. Um, and likewise, we need healthcare leaders, um, presidents of health authorities, um, uh, medical health officers to reach out to other health authority leaders to say, these practices are not okay. And, th- and then there can be reporting and enforcement. So you can say, um, we we had a, a, um, a, a pledge here in Canada called pastors stopping the harm, where if you were a Christian leader, and you found out about other conversion therapy practices happening, you would you would call them out, you would let them know, and you would tell your own members of your, um, uh, congregation, this is not compatible with Christian values. This is not okay. So we have to have more action within these communities.
0: And, and the reception has been what I imagine pushback.
3: Of course. Yeah. But we have to remember, there will always be people pushing back against progress. Um, but, uh particularly at this moment in time they are a minority they're a vocal minority um and we've heard it in the debates the debates for Bill C6 and the debates over some of the municipal bans for conversion therapy um there have been people showing up and saying no we don't want to let go of these heteronormative cisnormative values they're they're part of our faith but the overwhelming uh, opinion in Canada is in support of lgbtq 2 people and in op- opposition to um, conversion therapy practices.
0: Where does your optimism for the success of this sit on say a scale of one to 10? Where's your hope?
3: Well, I don't, my optimism for, retribution for people who've experienced conversion therapy and for all of us who are queer and trans and two-spirit is quite high because I I, I know that we're on the right side of history. Any particular piece of legislation, I think, you know, uh, who knows, right? Because it, it's subject to the whims of politics. Um, but I'm less focused on any one uh, act and we would never expect one act to resolve everything. We'll need we'll need action at every level of government and we'll need action among um, all Canadians, in fact, uh, to stop this.
0: Travis Salway is an assistant professor at Simon Fraser University, Faculty of Health Sciences. Travis, thanks for coming on. Thanks and for helping having me, us Sean. have an understanding of, of what's really going on with this. And good luck with the continuation of your good work. Thank you. It was great to chat. Cheers. You've got the Sean Prue show here on SiriusXM Canada Talks, channel 167. We've got Priyanka, winner of Canada's drag race, coming on to join us in just a minute. First this break. We're glad you're here. Welcome back to the Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Here's Sean Prue. Three words. My next guest has had everyone saying, what's her name? <laughs> well, her name is Priyanka, and she has not let us forget that. After being crowned the first ever winner of Canada's drag race in 2020, what a year. Priyanka has become an international drag sensation and cultural icon and joins us now. Looking lovely. How are you?
4: I'm so good I love an intro you know I went to school for radio and uh and, and television but my favorite thing ever was doing an intro for somebody to make them just feel like such a star like yeah, up like next our guest is this this and that please welcome to the show and they were always be like wow I am doing good in my career so you made me feel that way so thank you
0: <laughs> oh good so I did all right <laughs> you did good you did good you did good, you did good. Uh, Let's talk about uh, What's Her Name. That became a movement um, within the show, but I know that it had life before the show. And I want you to explain to people, this is a show heard across North America, maybe people aren't familiar with What's Her Name. Um, Explain.
4: Yeah. I mean, like it's you whenever you enter the workroom for Canada's Drag Race or any drag race, that's your moment to be like, "Okay, this is the first time the world is going to see me. Like, what am I going to say? Right. So the, the tagline, what's my name, came from being compared to so many different Toronto drag queens. And also I, I was because whenever a new queen comes onto the scene, everyone's like, oh, like she's like somebody, you know, she's oh, like right. Tainomi yeah. Banks or she's like this. So it came from that. But also on the flip of it, I there was never a drag queen named Priyanka or with of any Indian descent ever in Toronto that was performing actively on Church Street. Of course, there are so many BIPOC, you know, members of the community that are also doing drag as well but at the time it was very like there's no indian girl there's no guyanese girl like where is she so my whole thing of brainwash brainwash was to um (laughs) was to brainwash the audiences into saying priyanka over and over again to like normalize like saying this you know name in in the spaces full of ashley's and rebecca's
0: (laughs) and britney's And Britney, bitch. (laughs) You became the first person of Indo Caribbean descent breaking barriers to win the franchise's global history. Means what? Oh my goodness. You know, I
4: love making history. (laughs) <laughs> me too i love being the first because you know what like uh, it, it kind of like i was never good <laughs> at a lot of things growing up and i always came like never last place but like seventh or eighth place you know right, 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 right. especially like the track and field runs and like i never made the basketball teams or the volleyball teams or anything like that so i start drag and i started to be number one at everything i won every single pageant in toronto i won Miss chris and tangos and queen of halloween and then right before I walked into Drag Race, Toronto voted me the best local drag performer. And it was the first time a drag queen ever graced the cover of Now Toronto magazine. So I walked into Canada's Drag Race like I'm the best, you know. <laughs> and then not only did I walk in and be like I'm the best, it's like when I was walking in and that giant question mark was covering my face. I looked to my left and to my right, and I was like, nobody else is in here. <gasps> I did it again. I'm the first ever queen to walk <laughs> into first. Canada's Drag Race, yes. right? And then I win, and then I win the show that I'm the first ever again. And I just think that like. I, I'm so thankful that I had all those fails in my life because now I really appreciate being rewarded for something. I thought, you know, I was going to be a pro basketball player. You know, I thought I was going to be good at, good at sports, but no, I'm good at drag. And I'm the first ever queen to win Canada's drag race or a, a drag race of Indo-Caribbean descent.
0: Icon. Icon um what is the pressure self-imposed or put on you um from being the first and the first and the first and the first and the first i know and it's like
4: in the first it's like losing my virginity every single day um <laughs> you never forget your first time huh lucky uh, <laughs> oh you're like oh it's it's that tight oh so anyways Fun. um i um the pressure, I mean it's weird, like it's up and down, right? Like sometimes you really bask in it and you're like, "Ooh, I could do anything. I'm unstoppable. I'm going to shoot a music video in Casaloma. I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, whatever." But then there's sometimes where you're laying there being like, "So, What's next? You know, like there is a bit of a pressure to it, but it's, it's so weird. Like you spend all of your life, like working towards a goal and going to school for something and dreaming up and having big ideas and wanting to be this giant, big pop star drag queen, icon, legend pillar, Of the community icon icon, dare, dare icon. I say icon. And so, you know, the, the pressure is kind of like, you know, it is self-imposed where you, you, you're all, all your dreams come true and it's time to make new dreams to make come true.
0: The show is edited for our entertainment, but the pressure behind the scenes is enormous and, and well-documented. Tell us about your experience with that. I'm so happy that I was used to being on
4: cameras because I almost didn't feel like the cameras were there. So when I was filming Canada's Drag Race, my journey was so unedited, which is what I loved about the whole thing. Cause Mm -hmm. I really got my authentic Mm -hmm. journey through like my favorite episode ever that I still watch up to this day, because I always laugh at myself is, um, episode i think it's episode like seven where i'm in the bottom two for the second time (laughs) and i'm literally like like having an episode where i'm like so i quit my job (laughs) i'm bad at improv and i failed another comedy challenge and and you know what like like it's you, you don't really have a relationship with the judges other than them critiquing you. And so, you're
0: supposed to be good at improv. I was that's the
4: catch. Let me tell you something here. I, something. I made a living off of improving kids' TV. We'd get a script, right? But it wouldn't be word for word, it would be like you get the gist of it and then you kind of go for it.
0: And I want to, I want to just jump in and for people who don't know, you were the host of a children's yes. television series for many years and you quit to do drag, to do drag race. Yes.
4: Um. Because I was doing, yeah, so I, I, so for the kids TV job, which is why TV is the zone. It was like, it, it is still a national, you know, kids run home after school to watch that show. So all these kids know exactly who I am, which is so exciting. Cause now they got to see me go on to be Priyanka, which is, I think is so cool that it's going to be like normal in their lives that like who they yes. used to watch growing up. is just like wearing a wig and having a good time.
0: Have <laughs> you, you know? gotten reaction? Have you gotten reaction? Like what, what kind a lot of the reactions I got is like,
4: so my, my nickname on um, YTV is its own with Suki. And um, the, all of it was like, Suki, we're so proud of you. We watched the entire season. This is so cool. It, 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 so the reaction that I got from fans that used to watch me on kids TV was like iconic, <laughs> iconic <laughs> and amazing because all of them were very like shocked to see me being a drag queen but then for a lot of them it also made a lot of sense so a lot of the comments that i get and the support i get is like oh my god it's so important that you're doing this and we're so proud of you this makes total sense for you like oh my goodness we can't believe you're doing it it's amazing
0: uh, we were talking about how you, sh- based on everything uh, that you just shared with us, how you were supposed to be good at improv, therefore, and here you were.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I went to Second City Improv and trained and graduated from that program. Like I was good at improvising. But the thing about drag race challenges is it's not true improv. It's like it, it you have to prepare as much as you can. Priyanka just had a birthday.
0: <gasps> I did, and released some cake unto the world. I for did. that birthday. It's a new song, new single from Priyanka. We're going to take a break and share that with you when we come back. You've got the Sean Prue show here on SiriusXM Canada Talks Channel One Sixty Seven with special guests. Say her name, Priyanka. <laughs> we'll be right back. Perfectly formed for the season. You Welcome back to the to Sean Pru Show on Canada Talks. Here's Sean, Sean Pru. Welcome back to the Sean Pru Show here on XM Canada Talks Channel 167. Glad you're here. Happy weekend to you. Our special guest, say her name. Priyanka joins us right now. The very first winner of Canada's very first drag race has gone on to become an international sensation. And as it says in her bio, and it's true, icon. What does that word mean to you?
4: We keep saying it. An icon. You know, it's hard to be an icon. You're just born to be an icon. And (laughs) I I truly feel like you know, you either have it or you don't have it. And I, I watch myself some days, you know, and I'm like, you know what, girl, you got something going for you. You're an and you are got some of it factor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's the, you, you, you exhibited um, a lot of this on the show that you're sharing with us now, a lot of positive self-talk, whether you're doing it campily or whether you're doing it to boost yourself up in an obvious manner. What is the power of that? You do that a lot.
4: It's so important. People are so scared to celebrate themselves because, you know, it's like when you're walking down the street and someone's like, oh, I like your shirt. And instead of saying like, oh, my God, thank you. Yeah, I like it, too. You always say like, oh, I, it was on sale or like, oh, I um, right. I've had it for years It's old. Yeah. Yeah. There's always yeah. something like a negative to like a compliment. And I think, you know, we as human beings work so hard. Not all of us, but some of us do work so hard. And there's something beautiful about each person, even if they're a shitty person. And I just like want everyone to just like be able to celebrate themselves the way that they need to be celebrated. What's your What's your long game? My long game is to uh, marry you, um, have six children, live Am on I a proposing? farm. Is that my cue? I think I just proposed. But anyway, um, marry you, have six kids. I'll leave you and the kids at home while I go on tour. I'll have a Vegas residency so you and the kids can come and visit. Uh bills will be paid. You can have a great life. I'll be um, a real housewife. You'll be a real housewife. <laughs> <laughs> not a not a real housewife, a real, real. housewife. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that I mean, but but all jokes aside, like the long game is. Touring and residencies and, and books and documentaries and just really being the powerhouse, you know, I, I'm, I am such a powerhouse and I, and I truly believe that, like, you have to work so hard to be unstoppable. What's your message? My message... My message is, you know, I had an aunt once tell me who would ever put that ugly boy on TV. I had a guidance counselor say, you shouldn't go into television because, you know, you're never going to get a job. I had like a college professor say like, ah, you're going to go to this place, but you're only going to sit at a table and do not, not do nothing. And I think hearing no is so traumatic. You know, we, we hear no in our jobs. We hear no in our family homes. We hear no wherever where our bodies sometimes say no. Okay. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you, while you walking up that flight of stairs and you're out, out of breath, <laughs> no. your body's like, ma'am, sit yeah. the hell down. I, my message in all of this is no is never the answer. There's always a way to make your dreams come true and you just have to put in the groundwork and, and work really hard to
0: make it happen. Well, and it empowered you obviously. Exactly. Exactly. So happy birthday, belated. Happy birthday
4: to us. And if you're listening, if you're listening and it's your birthday today, how this is a free message from the winner of Canada's Drag Race, (laughs) Pop Star Icon, and Pillar. Happy
0: (laughs) birthday. You're charming. You're very charming. Thank you. Thanks. So you gave the world some cake on your birthday. You want a piece of
4: this cake? Come get a piece of
0: this cake. We're gonna play a little bit for you now. Set it up for us. Tell us about it.
4: Legends, icons, and pillars that are listening to this program here today—you are about to listen to a clip of the lead single off of my EP that's coming out next month. It's called Cake.
0: When's it coming out exactly?
4: July. The date—I can't release the date, but it's coming out in July. And I am coming out in July. It's going to be so iconic. You're going to cry when you listen to every single song, just like the way that you're going to cry when you listen to this preview of Cake. Enjoy.
0: Let's taste the cake.
4: It's so late. It's been a hot minute, want to see that face Oh my God, I look great Spending all my time and you're making me wait Somebody better call the FETA Cause I'll be turning heads uh. I'm about to cause scene now uh. Step aside, bow down for the queen uh. now Shot. It's getting too late Give you my goods and take the bait Taste test, you out Make you feel high when you see me, no doubt You want to piece of this cake Come get up, piece of
0: this cake I do love it I do love, love it, it. And, and the, yes, I do And the video um, is pretty damn impressive, I have to tell you Not Thank that you. I was not expecting to be impressed But the production values are very high Well, you know what? When you um, and shot during COVID
4: shot during COVID P.S. and when you're sitting here being like, I want to have the most iconic reign a drag race winner has ever had. And I also want people to take, you know, queer music more seriously you sit there and I, I'm like, okay, you know what? When I grew up and I was watching the Britney Spears video for Oops, I did mm-hmm. it again. I was like, wow, this looks amazing. When I watched, you know, the Backstreet Boys, everybody video. Oh my goodness. That production value on that was so high. And I was like, I want people like me that are from my community that have my skin, my, my same that have my same skin color to see me just prancing around in a motherfucking castle and and just being like, wow, I see myself in these high quality production mo- moments. Like I can do it too. Because my my growing up, I didn't have a Priyanka to to see do a murder mystery no. music video, right? No. So that was my, my whole fight to get the budgets to do this. And I got it, baby. It was so funny, like pitching to people because like I am... I- I am an icon <laughs> and, and, but I don't know out. if you got this while listening, <laughs> but I'm an icon. And um, I had to sit in a bunch of pitch, me- 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 pitch meetings to pitch these videos and be like, I have, so I have this idea and I'd have like, like some sponsors be like, you're not famous enough, Han. Like that. We don't have my money for you. <laughs> you know, like, or like, I don't know. We've just never really seen anything like this before. So we're going to pass. So, so more really, nose, more nose, more yeah. nose. And I was like, I'll show you. So it's just exciting. Cause it's such a win. And I, and I remember showing up on that shoot day and you know, I also, I was so in the production of it. I sat on, you know, FaceTime and zoom with the director every single day, going through every single small detail to make that video happen. And it's a win. It's a winner it it's is a winner, a win.
0: baby. It is a win, and congratulations. We're running low on on time. Um, I want to ask you what you say to the kids, the little boys, the little trans boys, maybe, who are uh, looking up to you now and thinking they might one day want to be just like you
4: yeah, I mean it it excites me that people are looking up to me because I really. I really think that, like you know, you you don't choose to be a role model for people. You really don't. You especially if you're in the public eye, people just look up to because they want to, and I'm really happy that. I've been raised right <laughs> and I've worked so hard for everything that I've achieved and that it's going to keep coming. Cause I'm going to keep working extra hard. And that's kind of what I want to tell people that like, you're going to hear the nose and you're going to also feel like you're not worthy enough of these opportunities. But if you want something, you just have to go full mm-hmm. throttle, honey, because if people see you doing it before they've even given you the job to do it, you're going to get the job eventually. You better believe before I wanted to be a TV host, hon, I was posting YouTube videos of me being like, I went to the concert last night and here's my review. Like you just make it happen for yourself because like you just have to, you have to.
0: You're a delight. Come back anytime. Yeah. I can't wait. I'll come back when the album's out. We
4: could talk through each single song and how they're about a boy who broke my heart.
0: And yes, I'll marry you. Yay. (laughs)
4: we're married I,
0: I have a wedding to plan now yeah
4: miss. you do get to it stop you, you don't pay enough attention to me
0: <laughs> priyanka i wish you joy and great success and good luck with the ep when it comes out next month and we will see you soon i can't wait my name is priyanka what's
4: my name they everyone was said everyone up. said it. they, they all, all said it. Okay. bye everybody
0: all right cheers mate <laughs> That's it for another weekend. I'd like to thank Simone Denny, Travis Salway, and what's her name, Priyanka, for joining us today. And thank you for listening. Until next time, I wish you peace and I wish you love. Oh, my rebel.